The world of golf is coming together with a very blissful union, I'm sure. But no, this is this is very interesting. That was announced this morning. The PGA and Live Golf are combining. Fascinating that I don't know if anyone expected this to happen. To talk about the implications of this on the world of professional and amateur golf. David Glenn from Chapelboro.com, local sports writer, sports expert. David, thanks for being on the show again. Good to be with you again. Just how crazy is it that Liv and PGA are combining? Well, maybe the craziest part is that, remember, the PGA Tour, in its own words, criticized its own golfers who left the PGA Tour to join Liv Golf. They called them money grubbers. They called them un-American. They accused them of allowing Saudi Arabia, whose money is behind Live Golf, to sports wash its reputation as a nation with a lot of uh, legitimate criticisms about its human rights record, for example. So that same PGA Tour that kind of portrayed those departing golfers as villains just joined Live Golf themselves in a different way. So you could call that hypocrisy, you could call that the power of the almighty dollar, uh, whatever you want to call it. A lot of PGA Tour golfers who stayed uh, are rolling their eyes at the idea that uh, the PGA Tour, in this particular case, wasn't even living up to its own words. So from what I understand, the situation here is that PGA did not buy Liv. Liv did not buy PGA. They're coming together in like a marriage, and they're going to establish a new league with a new name. Is that correct to say? Yes. Now, add an asterisk to that. The PGA Tour will still make the rules of golf. Uh, the, the, the PGA Tour will still be the governing body in that regard. So there's sort of an administrative aspect of the PGA Tour and, and the PGA Tour will continue to be in charge that way. But on the business side, the PGA Tour is now engaging in a, a clearly for-profit enterprise, along with the European Tour, by the way, um, called the DP World Tour. Now it's going to be the trifecta, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and their previous enemy, Live Golf, are now basically combining their resources, giving up the lawsuits, that they had against each other over the last uh, year or so and trying to move forward by uh, both pouring as much money into golf as possible, uh, fighting through the inevitable controversy that this is going to kick up uh, given the PGA's previous stance about the Saudi back to live golf uh, enterprise uh, and, and hope that in the long run uh, they get back to having all the best golfers in the world in the same events that had been, interrupted for the last 12 months because the guys who joined the live tour were not allowed to play in many of the pga events just very strange how this has all gone down and did anyone expect a merger i can't say nobody expected it some of the more aggressive american golfers like a phil mickelson for example um predicted that at some point down the road when the pga tour was losing enough quality golfers and you know, lured by the big money of the Live Golf Tour. Somebody like Phil Mickelson had a sharper crystal ball than most others, but I think your initial sentiment is correct. Most people didn't think this was ha- would happen, in part because the PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, who was part of the announcement earlier today, is the same guy who said a lot of bad things about Live Golf and a lot of bad things about the PGA golfers who chose to jump to Live. 
That said, from what I've read, I do like in concept how it seems like they're going to create the Formula One of golf, where we'll see the same great golfers, the best ones that the world has, going and competing at golf courses around the globe. I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, the, the competitive aspect of this is a great thing. I mean, most golf fans want to see the very best golfers in every event, or at least as many as possible, rather than what we've had for the last 12 months, which is, oh, these great players, you know, Brooks Kepka, for example, Dustin Johnson, they were on live events. Uh, there was a lot of debate about whether they'd even be able to play in some of the majors. They did. But the week-to-week PGA Tour events lost a chunk, not a majority, not even a big minority, but but a, but a chunk, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, and a handful of other high-end, world-class golfers. From the, from the consumer's point of view, if you're willing to get over the indigestion about the, the sports washing and the hypocrisy of it all, the competitive bottom line definitely is improved, and a lot of this angst about, in some cases, friends who had to pick one side or another uh, and chose opposite sides, you know, that part of this story uh, is going to be gone at some point, although there is going to be a process by which the suspended PGA Tour golfers who got suspended for joining Live Golf, there's a process by which they're going to have to go through to get back into the PGA Tour's good graces at the end of 2023. And a lot of people are assuming that a major fine is going to be involved because remember, the guys who stuck with the PGA Tour, the guys who were asked for loyalty to the PGA Tour and stayed loyal, turning down tens of millions of dollars, if not more, in the process, you know, they're saying, wait a minute, we're going to let all these guys who grabbed the money come back for free? Uh, what, 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 how are we being rewarded for our loyalty and not leaving? So it'll be interesting to see how that part plays out. That's one answer we don't have amidst all the big headlines today. That's a good question that I had not thought about yet. But kind of taking this more local here, if we have this worldwide or at least American, European, uh, Saudi Arabian league that's going to go to golf courses in all of those areas, surely some events that were pretty big here in North America and specifically here in North Carolina are going to have to be dropped from the schedule. Is it possible North Carolina is going to see less golf tournaments? It's possible. There's a lot of things that have to shake out with all of this. I wouldn't worry about, you know, for example, Quail Hollow is a great event every year. I think this is going to be immersing a lot of resources into golf around the world, more in terms of youth golf rather than certainly, you know, you're not taking the majors away from the United States, the ones that are here. And I still think there's going to be a very healthy, very vibrant Um, PGA Tour, including with those stops in North Carolina, in part because the PGA Tour uh, started ramping up the money it was investing and even the purses it was investing in its weekly events, and in part because now there's going to be more money than ever because Live Golf, uh, despite the many criticisms of it, one thing that's beyond a shadow of any doubt is that it is backed by some of the deepest pockets in all of golf, the, the sovereign wealth the Sovereign Wealth Fund, it's called, in Saudi Arabia, uh, that is as close to deepless, you know, deep pockets as you'll find anywhere in the world of sports, really. And a significant investment is going to allow golf to get bigger and better, I think, without really watering down its presence here in the United States. 
His name's David Glenn. You can find him at chapelboro.com, sports expert, sports writer. We're talking about the new combination of PGA and Live Golf. Very interesting. Uh, just real quick before we got to let you go, would you, in a quick nutshell, say that this is good for golf, neutral for golf, or bad for golf worldwide? Ooh, good for co- the competitive aspect of golf that we just discussed. Good for youth golf, no doubt about that, because of the, the new resources that will be poured into that. Um, in terms of the rest of the picture, it really depends on whether you consider it blood money from Saudi Arabia. Uh, this is a country with a pretty bad track record in human rights and other areas. Uh, that was a decision morally and ethically that a lot of individual golfers had to make. They often got criticized for that. Uh, and now the PGA Tour essentially has made the same decision uh, to, to, to jump into a partnership with the so-called enemy, uh, just as some of those golfers did about a year ago. So from that perspective, it definitely depends on your point of view. Well, David, thanks again for jumping into quick action with this announcement this morning. Thanks for being on the show. Always good to be with you. Thank you.